Welcome to a new edition of Life in the Fast Lane. I am your host, Michael Grant, and I'm glad that you're on this journey with me today. I'm glad you're going to join me with with me and be a part of this podcast. And we have had some interesting discussions over the last little while as we have been dealing with the uh, really the subject of leadership, the life of a leader, and we've been going over several different areas. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the character of the person, the leader. We've been talking about uh, their charisma, their commitment. Uh, last time, I think we talked about communication and how that impacts the life of a, of a leader. And I've been trying to, to get you to see that uh, there is a champion down on the inside of you. And there are so many distractions when we are, are trying to stay on this narrow way, this narrow lane. And we're, we're going so fast today. Things are moving so fast. Um, and I've been trying to, attempting to. I'm not sure if I've been uh, that able to, but I've been attempting to keep you on this straight and narrow way um, in this commitment to getting you to see how important it is for you to know on the inside of you as a champion, just waiting to come out. And as we look at some of these areas of leadership, um, you will see that um, it is a indispensable uh, area. And these areas are so indispensable in your life. And all we need to do is capture them. And once we capture them, boy, then all we have to do is learn them and release them. And once they're released, man, I'm telling you, you are going to make an impact in your world. And that's what I'm trying to do with these podcasts. And I, I hope that it's making a difference for you now you know, you have the opportunity, and I, I trust you will, um, that you'll you'll get uh, an opportunity to to just simply email me. You can do that at pm and pk two thousand fourteen at gmail dot com. That's pm a n d p k two thousand fourteen at gmail.com and you can leave your comments there tell me what's up uh, let me know how your day's going whatever you want to say but the most important thing is is to let me know how you're enjoying the podcast I like to know comments I like to hear how you feel about these podcasts and what you'd like to hear maybe there's some particular area of uh, concern or something you'd like me to to cover on a podcast, a future podcast. I would love to hear from you. 
and uh, to be uh, kind of, uh, you know, just let me know what you think and and what you're you're thinking along those lines. That would be so very important to me, and I I think it would be uh, just uh, an important part of everyone who's who's listening. So. That would be awesome. That would be great. So this time we're going to deal with the the subject, a very, very, very important subject, which is in called or entitled courage. We're going to deal with the subject of courage. And so I, I think that this is probably right up there uh, in one of the most important areas because all of us deal with, to some degree, the opposite aspect of this um, this area, and that is the area of fear. And, you know, if, if I had to put an acronym on fear, it would be false evidence appearing real. That's the F-E-A-R. So anytime you're dealing with fear, and we do, we all do, it's not something that is uncommon to anybody I would almost think on the planet, but we all deal with this this issue of fear. Fear robs us. It is a robber. It steals our time. It steals our, it can even steal our money if we allow it to, but it's false evidence. Why? Because it's not reality. It, it's not real. It doesn't show us the real thing. And I'm going to show you that through what we see today, through this area of courage. Because courage is the opposite of fear. In fact, Winston Churchill, who was a British prime minister many years ago, he said... Courage is rightly esteemed the first of human qualities because it is the quality that guarantees all others. And Karl Barth, Barth, the Swiss theologian, spoke this of courage. He said, courage is fear that has said its prayers. I like that. So when we deal with this area of courage, when we, when we start talking about courage, we must understand that it is exactly the opposite of what fear is. I, I think of the observation that Larry Osborne made, and he offers it up this way. He said that the most striking thing about effective, highly effective leaders is how little they have in common. What one swears by, another warns against. But one trait stands out among all the rest, the willingness to risk. Isn't that interesting? So, as you approach... The tough decisions that challenge you as leaders. And this is what I wanted to kind of hone in on today as we come in, kind of put on the brakes and slow down now. Um, 
I want us to recognize these truths about courage, okay? First, number one, courage begins with an inward battle. Every test you face as a leader begins within you. The test of courage is no different. As psychotherapist Sheldon Kopp notes, all the significant battles are waged within self. Courage isn't an absent of absence of fear, friends. It's doing what you are afraid to do. It's having the power to let go of the familiar and forge ahead into new territory. That is what can be true for you today. And that inward battle is where it all begins. That's where the courage begins. Number two, courage is making things right, not just smoothing them over. Civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. declared, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort or convenience, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Now, can I say this? When he says the ultimate measure of a man, obviously he means mankind. So it could be a man or a woman. All right. So just put yourself in whatever uh, category you happen to be in there. Great leaders have a good people skill set and they can get people to compromise and work together, but they can also take a stand when needed. Courage deals with principle, not perception. If you don't have the ability to see when you stand up, and the conviction to do it, you'll never be an effective leader. Your dedication to potential must remain stronger than your desire to appease others. Now, let me put it to you another way, which is probably even better than that. Your dedication to principle must remain stronger than your desire to appease others. Because sometimes you get yourself into a position where you're having to deal with this, that, and the other thing, and then people get up in front of you. They may get into your face and say, yeah, but isn't this right? Oh, but isn't this right? But it needs to go this way. And you have to make a decision. And what you need to do as a leader is you need to stand on principle. What is guiding you? 
what makes you who you are and what turns you in the direction that turns you in the right way. And that's the way you must go, regardless of what people say, regardless of what opinion says, you have to go the way that you know is right. And that's where it really comes down to. See, that's where some of these leaders, believe it or not, and and this is where it comes down to. You know, you, you can put it down to the United States, you can put it down into Canada here. Um, you know, they all go off opinion polls. Have you noticed that? You know, well, if it's if it's going my in my favor, then we'll just keep things status quo. We don't want to rock the boat, in other words. But if things aren't going my way, boy, maybe I better change what I'm doing. Well, you don't change what you're doing according to what opinion polls tell you. You do what you do based on principle. And that's what I'm talking about here. Courage is making things right, not just smoothing it over so that others are accepting what you're doing. I hope you're getting this. That's what courage does. It's dealing with principle, not perception. Okay? Number three, courage in a leader inspires commitment from followers. Courage is contagious, asserts evangelist Billy Graham. When a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. A show of courage by any person inspires and encourages others. But a show of courage by a leader inspires, truly inspires other people. It makes people want to follow him. Leadership is the expression of courage that compels people to do the right thing. That's what one person has said. Leadership is the expression of courage that compels people to do the right thing. I like that. And so when we talk about courage, courage in a leader, it inspires commitment from followers. Number four, the life, your life, expands in proportion to your your courage. Fear limits a leader. Now remember I was talking about fear. The Roman historian Tacitus wrote, the desire for safety stands against every great and noble enterprise. But courage has the opposite effect. It opens doors, and that's one of its most wonderful benefits. Perhaps that's why British theologian John Henry Newman said, Fear not that your life will come to an end, but that it will never have a beginning. 
Courage not only gives you a good beginning, but it also provides a better future. What's ironic is that those who don't have the courage to take risks and those who do experience the same amount of fear in life. The only difference is that those who don't take chances worry about trivial things. If you're going to have to overcome your fear and doubts anyway, you might as well make it count. Don't you think? Eleanor Roosevelt acknowledged you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop and look fear in the face. If you're able to say to yourself, I live through this horror, I can take the next thing that comes along, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Now, can I get personal with you, my friend? All of you that are listening, because this is very important. Whatever has and is maybe hindering you, sometimes we have to grab it by the throat because otherwise it will grab you and take you down. I might go into further detail about this in later podcasts, but I am a survivor and I'm more than that. I would call myself an overcomer of uh, what I call sexual and physical and mental abuse. When I was young, very young, from the time I was around five, six years old till the time I was 15. And I won't go into all the details right now, but what you need to know is that parts of it were horrible. I mean, just horrible. If you knew the details, you'd, you'd think, how in the world did he survive? How has he survived today? It's due to the grace and mercy of God, but it is also due to the fact of this, where I have had the courage to grab this thing by the throat and say, you will not control my life anymore. I choose to throw you off. And you can do that. You can take the courage. You can handle your fear and you can be the type of person to develop that kind of courage in your life where you face it head on and you say, no, I'm sorry, I am not going to allow you to control me anymore. Now again, I'll get into more detail about that in in further podcasts, but that's what you need to do, friends. That's what you need to do. So let's just talk about this and bring it home a bit. How do you improve your courage? Well, you do it the following ways. 
And this is basically how I had to do it. Face the music first. Go out and do something stretching. Simply for the sake of growing in courage. You know, if you if you have to, skydive. Or, for instance, speak in front of an audience. That's one of the one of the greatest fears that people have is speaking in front of an audience. And if you've never done it, then you need to do it. Just take a public speaking class and speak in front of an audience. Learn how to do it. You'll be amazed. Once you take on that fear and and challenge that fear, you'll be amazed at how overcoming that and standing up to that fear releases something in you. I'm telling you, it does. Uh, Performing a play. I did that when I was a, a youth in my later high school years, in my uh, junior and senior year in high school. I did that, performed in plays, and I actually enjoyed it. At first it was scary, but later I enjoyed it. So that's another thing. Go whitewater rafting. Uh, rock climb. There's another one. It doesn't matter what you do as long as as it causes you to face a genuine fear. That's what I'm asking you to do. Next, talk to that person. Most people avoid confrontation with someone in their lives. An employee, a relative, or a co-worker. If that's true for you, talk to that person this week. It could be your parent. It could be your grandparent. Um, It could be a spouse. You know, that type of thing. I'm not talking about dumping on them, him or her, or abusing them in any way. I'm not talking about that at all. But I'm talking about speaking the truth in love. You won't be so afraid to do it if you've already learned some of the other things that I just mentioned. For instance, skydiving, uh, whitewater rafting, or whatever the case may be, speaking in front of an audience. If you've already learned some of those things, you will not be so afraid to do this thing. Do you understand? And I'm going to, I can't wait to get the emails of some of you that have faced this and said, yes, I did it. I did it, Michael. I did it. Lastly, take a giant step. Maybe you've been afraid to make a career move. If you'd known in your heart that you should have changed jobs or started that new business, now is the time to face up to it. Take the time to really look at it. Talk to your spouse, your mentor, a trusted friend, a pastor. If it's the right thing to do, then 
do it. Do it, my friend. A 19th century circuit rider preacher named Peter Cartwright was preparing to deliver a sermon one Sunday when he was warned that President Andrew Jackson was in attendance and he was asked to keep his remarks inoffensive. During that message, he included these statements. I've been told that Andrew Jackson is in this congregation and I have been asked to guard my remarks. What I must say is that Andrew Jackson will go to hell if he doesn't repent of his sin. After the sermon, Jackson strode up to Cartwright. Sir, the president said, if I had a regiment of men like you, I could whip the world. A courageous act often brings unexpected positive results. And that's what I want you to understand today. You don't know what's on the other side, my friend. If you will take some of the things that I've just shared with you today, you don't know what's on the other side for you. You've been, if I can say, like me, for many years cowering in the corner because of this fear that's been gnawing at you, gnawing on the inside of you. And this day, I want you to understand that you have the courage within you to be the champion, to say, no, I am not going to do it. I am going to be the leader that God has called me to be. I am going to be the person that I should be for my husband, for my wife, for my family, for my company. And I am going to face this thing head on and I'm going to say no more. Today is the day for me. Today is the day of victory for me. I'm facing this thing head on and I'm going to be courageous and bold. That's the kind of person. And that's why I do these broadcasts, these podcasts. That's why I do this. Because I want you to go down that straight, narrow lane. That fast lane, but that narrow lane. Without all the distractions. Without all the extra things in your way. But to where you become the champion in life. Because that's what I want for you. I'm so happy you've joined me today. And we're going to do another one again very soon. Probably next week. You can join me again as we continue in this discussion. On being the best, very best leader we can be. I'm happy you've joined me. I'm so glad. I can't wait till we get together again. Thank you. And we'll see you again next time on Life in the Fast Lane.